Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. My father coached my sister's uh, softball. She was an all-American softball pitcher. So this guy comes and he tells all the dads one day after the, the, the game, they're drinking beers. He goes, listen, I forgot. It was something crazy. Like at the time, Boston Scientific was trading at like $12 a share. And he goes, we've got this new drug that's coming out in three weeks. I'm telling you, like the stock's going to skyrocket. My father was always very conservative with his investments, so he didn't do it. But all the other dads that were like lawyers and doctors, they were all buying like a hundred thousand dollars a piece and like lo and behold three weeks later man all of them made like a million bucks and my dad was sitting there going well i didn't have to risk losing anything but i mean it was like that was all insider stuff where they're making money you know they weren't sitting at their computer jerking around if you honestly think you can beat goldman sachs jp morgan morgan stanley bank of america and all the major hedge funds in new york do you honestly think you can beat them? Right. Consistently. No. And there's there's been, I don't know how many studies at this point, 95% of the managers of mutual funds don't beat the market over a 10-year or longer period of time. Why are you in them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to do, that's the thing. And you have to do it consistently every day. I mean, you have to do it more than 50% of the time <laughs> to actually turn, turn a profit right. on it. So that yeah. says, okay, don't have a mutual fund have, have just own the index itself. Well, we've seen with the index when the when the banksters orchestrated to go down by manipulating the, the interest rates in the economy, okay, they crash it, then it's going to take you 20 years to get your money back. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. any part of that. No. No. If I they just told heard. you that before you invested money, would you do it? No, of course you wouldn't do it. Right. Now, see, when you were in the, you were in financial uh, planning, right? That was your business, mm-hmm. but you were independent. Yeah. I was independent, right? Oh, okay. So now, what were you, what were you working with? Like uh, middle class, upper middle class, wealthy? What was your main clientele? It was more middle class people. Um, I had some wealthy clients, but you know, I've always been for the little guy and the underdog. You know, when I. I briefly managed money privately, mm. not in a hedge fund, but for like private clients, um, mm. for a massive financial planner in, in the Carolinas. I did that briefly. When I got back in and built my own practice, had my own clients again, I mm. made the conscious decision to not go after the extremely wealthy clients like everybody else with experience in the business does. Mm. I'm like, well, why would I want to go compete them? I mean, then it's just my, you know, my mutual funds better than yours. And that's stupid. Yeah. And there was this this massive amount of people that were typically blue blue collar types. <laughs> Whether it was a blue they worked blue collar jobs or white collar jobs, they had a couple of hundred grand in a 401k. They retired and they rolled it to an IRA and they they didn't know what to do with it. And their advisor stopped calling them because they didn't have a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Now this was a long time ago, so maybe that threshold's two million. I don't know. Well, that's who I went after because they need they need help. And it's just as much work as a client with a million or two million bucks. Okay, mm. so 
it's actually a little less work. And, and I had people literally bringing me like food from their gardens and stuff every quarter <laughs> when we got together and go over stuff. When I sold my practice and had to have those meetings and say, here's who's taken over, I had people crying. Mm -hmm. I knew yeah, every, yeah. I had all their money. I knew everything about their, their life, their personal lives, their financial life. It was a great business that so I would say was middle to upper middle class for the most part. You know, mm. people that worked in a factory and had 400 grand to roll over in an IRA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, and what was were, my practice? So, so back then when you were doing that, uh, so what were you, um, what were like the majority of the investments? Was it putting people into Wall Street products and things like that? Or were you doing it? Was, a mix it was of individual stuff? stocks and bonds. It was largely okay. individual stocks and bonds. Yeah. And oh, I owned okay. them personally. Oh, you did. Okay. Similar to what you yep. now that you own oil and gas personally. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then, so th back then when you were doing, so that was pre-2010? Uh, that was from, well, I started it in 1995 and it morphed around because I was managing money for a while privately and all that. But I started building that practice. I want to say it was 2002 or three. Oh, and okay. I sold it in 2010. <laughs> oh, and 2010 is when you got into oil and gas. Right. Hey, you should have just sold all those people into oil and gas. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, I didn't know how to get them into it. I found a Reg D offering. That's how I found oh. oil and gas. I was trying to find an alternative, but, you know, I didn't know how to do it. So Yeah. Yeah, well, no, because this iteration of the oil and gas stuff that you're now doing uh, for, you know, middle class, upper middle class folks, that this is like a, a newer business that you started a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, because when I was first doing oil and gas, after I figured it out, I was actually managing carved out hedge fund money. So mm -hmm. maybe it was a $100 million hedge fund. They carved out 10, 20 million bucks for royalties, and I managed that or or found them the assets, did all the due diligence for the asset that, for them to acquire. Mm -hmm. And so it was hedge funds and endowments, et cetera. I did that. And then when prices crashed, oil prices crashed, they went from like 130 to 40. Uh -huh. uh, we just could not find anybody willing to sell at a reasonable price. Right. <laughs> they wanted the prices as though the commodity was at 130 and right, it right. wasn't. <laughs> so it was really hard to get a deal to buy at the right price. Um, I still did a few deals here and there privately, but, you know, to pay the bills, it was doing some tax planning, put the CPA hat, hat back on. Uh -huh. Got back into royalties about three years ago. Uh, my buddies called me up and like, hey, let's get back in the game and the prices were right, you know, in terms of we could buy really good deals, um, mm -hmm. but also the climate was right. And now, you know, we've got supply directly from the sellers. We don't we don't go through brokers or anything like that. So, right. So you're able to just go direct to the seller to the sellers. Yeah. 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 yeah no, my, I, my partner started out as a landman uh, with Devon Energy, mm -hmm. and um, then he was he was he built a whole portfolio for a massive family office before he went out on his own. Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i find it to be fascinating because again um i mean and when we were talking about it in the beginning i was saying this is i mean the time is right just because i know people in my personal life that are looking for and i'm talking like you know 40 to 65 that are looking for different things to get involved with 
and some of them don't want to do real estate like buy a rental property or yeah. they don't they, they don't want that kind of that kind of a headache or people see real estate going up and down like crazy the last couple of years they're like freaked out by yeah. that it's too much of a risk and then i know people that tried to do rental properties and had disasters and unless you're mm-hmm. you're the type of person that wants to manage that or you have a good business model where you can hire a building manager a property manager it's like that, that could become a major headache for folks too you know yeah, and we never tell anybody, anybody, you know, hey, sell everything, all your Wall Street stuff and just do royalties, you know, it's whatever. We, we always ask the question, does it deserve a place in your portfolio? We think the answer is yeah. Mm-hmm. What percentage Definitely. is up to you? Yeah. So let's work on, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll do a whole show on that. And any other, I mean, if you have any other interesting, you know, investment vehicles you've come across, uh, you know, stuff that you do in your life. Cause I think this is really important, uh, to people now, uh, because there's a lot of, um, I mean, I've been talking about it in the show. I mean, obviously everyone is in different financial circumstances, but if people are looking one to get a piece of land somewhere, even right now, like my wife and I, we are just constantly looking in West Virginia. We're ready to, because West Virginia has some unrestricted land where you can do anything you want. Now, there's been some pollution that's gone on there, so there's stuff you have to look at, obviously. Yeah, but, the devil um, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're ke- we're keeping our eye out, and we make calls here and there. But we're looking to kind of uh, pull the trigger in the next year or two uh, mm-hmm. for that. So that's what I've been telling people is, you know, for us even, if we get a piece of land that has a – a uh, septic tank and a well and electricity running to it. It doesn't mean we necessarily have to start building and developing it right away, but we've got it. It's taken care of because West Virginia still has a lot of good deals out there, especially if you're mm-hmm. willing to go out in the middle of nowhere. The only issue you run into, like we just looked at this piece of property uh, a few days ago, this you can only get satellite internet. Well, she works remotely and obviously with the show and other stuff I do. And satellite internet, as far as my experience, just isn't enough. So you have to be within 30 minutes of a place where you can have an office or something that you can go to with internet, which I'm not opposed to, um, of having to leave the property to go access the internet. I don't think that's a horrible thing. But um, that's a lot of stuff people are looking at, like moving money around, being able to do that. If you've got, I know people right now that are saying, I've got a hundred grand sitting in savings. I'm too afraid to put it in Wall Street or give it to a financial planner, but I know it's sitting in savings and it's losing value every day. All right, so is it better off to go grab a piece of property property right now a few acres somewhere uh should you put half of it in the oil and gas like these are the kind of th- real questions people are asking you know and i think yeah. you you've noticed it too because that's a lot of people that have contacted you through pain tv and the other networks you've been building are folks that are sitting there saying i don't want to give it back to wall street <laughs> i don't know what the hell to do with this well it's not just that i see people um you know in that age range really 50s for the most part they went through 08 lost 50 percent of their money and now they're a lot closer to retirement and they're the market's going down again. And they're basically what I, they're having what I call an, Oh shit moment. <laughs> oh shit. I can't go through that again. Yeah. What do yeah. I do? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of people, I mean, I, I've got someone right now, uh, who I'm going to introduce you to soon. Um, and they're over, they actually retired and now they're, they're back in consulting. Uh, but they've got some money that they want to, they may want to invest in there. Cause that, the, you know, the idea of having a check coming in every month, um, 
is great because somebody like that who let's say they're consulting and they make an extra three thousand dollars a month consulting between what they're collecting on social security and then obviously their nest egg that they saved up and they go well wait a second if i can invest this amount uh, take a little out of wall street put it into there and have fifteen hundred dollars coming in every month now i can cut back my consulting hours by fifty percent and i can you know be retired more than i than i planned on doing they they went back actually because they lost a bunch of money the last couple of years in the market yeah and they said oh i need more money coming in gotta go back to work <laughs> so. yeah i did i did a spreadsheet uh not too long ago a realtor asked me to do this so people buying a house, right? I think I did 500 grand, but the math works at, at any dollar amount. A 7% mortgage over 30 years, assuming you're working and can make the mortgage payment, okay? Mm. Or not working, but you can make the mortgage payment. And instead of uh, paying the, the ca cash for the house, you put the same amount into royalties that just earns 10%. It never goes higher, just stays at 10%. And you take the royalty payments and put it on top of your mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. It cuts the 30-year mortgage down to like nine years. Oh, that's a great idea. See, that's creative it's thinking. Insane. And not only that, how much that the amount of money interest you save over that 30 years is the same amount you invested in royalties in the first place. So you basically it invested it for free. Exactly. No, that that's actually brilliant. See, that's the type of financial planning that people should have access to. It's not just let me put it right. in this mutual fund for you. It should be let's get creative and figure this out on on paper. That's great though. So what was that for an you created that for a real estate agent? Um Yep. So they could show this to clients? Yep. That's really good, man. That that's that's fantastic. See, that's the kind of stuff you uh, should be talking about on the shows too. I know you like to do the uh, the climate hoax all the time, but this is the kind of information that people would actually. Uh, I mean, if they they, they could, they'd pay you for it, <laughs> but they don't need to pay you. I don't think for that. But no, that that's real. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, if you've got the money, you know, not yeah. everybody can afford cash for a house, but if you've got the money. It makes mm. more sense to do it that way. And then at the end of the day, you you own both assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. With the same it, pot of money that you started with, you own both assets. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything yeah. else uh, you want to? Um, no. Anything else? Until next time, stay tuned. All right. So listen, the next time you come on. Are we going to, uh, we're finishing the green swan. Or are you going to have six more books, uh, that we're going to no, review? We're, we're going to finish the green swan. <laughs> All right. We're going to finish the green swan. All right, Jim. Well, thank you. Uh, as always, man, your wealth of knowledge. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out to Jim, you're going to have to do that through, uh, pain.tv slash gold, or just email me at me at Dustin gold show dot com you can just email me and i'll get you jim's information all right thanks jim yep. we appreciate it um if i were you i'd get back to work read a couple more books today because you've been slacking and in honor of martin luther king jr i think you should at least read three or four books um <laughs> if you can do that <laughs> all right, all right until next time thank, thank you appreciate it 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Wide Awake Jim. Or you could call him Big Jim. He's six foot four. Call him whatever you want. We just don't use his uh, last name on the show yet. Uh, once once he wants to be out there more, we'll do that. But, folks, thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, check it out episode 134. That was our continued analysis of industrial society and its future, which I will be picking back up tomorrow if you go over to pain.tv slash gold the young bucks there told me that they do have the link to all of the documents that i provided them from all the research jim's doing and i actually just added all of his highlights of the two books he just went over as well so that should be there um, if you'd like to, feel free to make a donation to the show, donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. And please leave us a five-star review and a comment over at Apple Podcasts. It helps drive up the show in the old algorithm. Yeah. Whoa, folks. I feel like I'm drunk there. In the algorithm, uh, it drives us up in the rankings there, and it actually does help. So that's it, folks. Until tomorrow, my name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. <laughs>